0: Welcome to Digital Hospitality. I am your host, Sean Walchef. This is a Cali BBQ Media production. We are so excited. Today we are coming to you from Ramona, California, from Mama Ramona's. My dear friend, Andrew Simmons, owns this restaurant. And you know, the coolest part about this show for me is that we had a deep belief when we first started that there was an intersection between content, commerce, communication, and community. All of those things intersect into what we call digital hospitality, and we have been on an endless search to find people that are playing the game within the game in restaurant technology and what we call digital hospitality. And now we're sitting here with the founder of Vush all the way from Bangalore, Mm -hmm. India, now living in Palo Alto. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, Sean, for having me. Uh, I'm super excited uh, you know, to be talking to you about a lot of interesting stuff. The weather is amazing. I'm loving Ramona. We could have not chosen a better place to talk about uh, restaurant technology. So, yeah, I'm super excited.
0: Uh, let's, let's begin. Priyam Saraswat. Now, you have to follow him on Instagram because my mistake was that I didn't realize... That this founder is doing the things that we teach on this show. When I go and I speak on stages, talking about how do you use your smartphone to tell a story? Um, It's deeper than building a digital hospitality business. It's sharing your personal story. Priam, let's start with Instagram because I think uh, for me... I couldn't tell you how excited I was when I was doing some research uh, about Vush, about the technology. We'll get into what you're building for restaurants, but I want to talk. start with the the storytelling aspect.
1: Yeah, thanks for uh, bringing this point up. So uh, let's get the
0: Instagram handle. Spell it out so that people can follow you. Okay, so my Instagram handle is
1: Priyam Saraswat, P-R-I-Y-A-M, S-A-R-A-S-W-A-T. Just got lucky, you know, because my name is a bit unique. So I got my name as the handle. So, you know, it's very interesting because we all talk about leveraging digital media. We all talk about running Google ads or running ads on LinkedIn, Instagram. But when you sort of do it personally, when you realize that, you know, this is the actual power of digital media, that, you know, whatever sort of content or stories you are experiencing in your real life you can actually make them uh, visible to masses and in some or the other way they impact their lives positively right so it started with the uh, you know with a short short uh, reel of mine in which uh, i was talking about how people are getting getting addicted to apple products <laughs> so i just took a, a very funny take on that that you know you can't just end up buying uh, an iphone yeah you gotta buy an uh, and I watch, you got to buy the AirPods, the MacBook uh, and everything. Very small story, which everyone sort of relates to. But when you just talk about it casually, people sort of understand okay, yeah, this is, this is something which was part of my life. But, you know, I, I just told it. And another story, which is very, very close to my heart. Uh, I just landed in San Diego. I was having, uh, uh, you know, my, uh, my margarita, you know, with the sunset. And I met this amazing musician named Alec. Right. So Alec had a crazy story. He was so passionate for music. He sort of went so deep uh, into music that he can now actually heal people using music. So he studied music therapy therapy from Berkeley School of Music. And now he's actually healing uh, people of their motor uh, disabilities, their cognitive disabilities using music as a therapy. Right. So I felt that this is a story which is definitely untold. Right. Yes. Nobody knows that uh, music could have such deeper impacts in people's life and and you know i just wanted to uh make his story out in public and i take, took his consent and we just shot a small uh like 40 second uh introduction about what he does and i just uh, opened that story and people are loving it across the globe people are loving it back in india people are loving it in san diego and yeah that's 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 the power of digital media that's how we can leverage uh the super connected world in 21st century to talk about uh, uh, amazing stuff we are building, to talk about amazing stories of people uh, around us, which just get lost uh, if we were not in this uh, you know, super intense digital age.
0: Bring me back to the first reel that you created because yeah. i think it's so fascinating you know for yeah. us we like i said i i teach these things i talk about stop discriminating how to tell your story audio video words and images but video is so powerful and yeah. instagram's moved from a photo platform to a a video platform which works really well on all the other platforms as well yeah. but bring me back to why yeah. you know you you did it as a joke yeah but why? And then once you did do it and you saw how it connected with people, what made you do the next video?
1: Yeah, very, very interesting question. So again, I'll I'll just sort of repeat, you know, what you said earlier that, you know, I did not realize the potential. I mean, we were doing it sort of uh, professionally with our brands. We were, of course, uh, running it from a brand uh, marketing perspective. But when you realize that, you know, every small uh, action or every small incidence in your life is sort of a content right yes it's it's, it's some or the other way and if you look at the bigger picture this whole world we live in we're just creating content on a daily basis right yes. just that some content might might be just visible to the four folks in the room yeah some content might be visible to billions of people via let's say a marvel movie <laughs> and some content uh, could be visible to tens of thousands of relevant people if you can just use the right channels uh, to sort of uh, you know reach reach more people and that that's that's what i thought that you know we keep on doing some some stuff in our day to day life it could be related to lifestyle it could be educational it could be just just a casual fun uh content for people to watch just that i so the next reel was, you know, I I had I, I had bought a house, and I, since I I was moving, I, I had to put it on rent, right? Yes. So it was a beautiful house, um, a bit of beautiful two two bedroom house which converts to a three bedroom, right? So very nice, uh, funky design. I love the design, and and I bought the house, and uh, I thought that uh, okay, I need to put it out for rent. Let's use uh, Instagram. <laughs> Let's. Uh, why, why spend money on a real estate broker when you have your distribution yes. so that was my basic first principles thought process so but I wanted the content to be a bit engaging so I made it in a nice way that the uh, that it looks engaging uh, that people connect with the house uh, and to my surprise can you guess the number of requests I got for for renting that three. house? Three. three yeah ladies and gentlemen the number is 10,000 what so I got ten thousand? Come query. on, I got ten thousand queries. No way just to rent that house. Yeah, my, my on Instagram. On Instagram, my inbox, others' inbox is just spammed. No way. Yeah, yeah. It's like everyone, everyone just wanted to know about the house, and I was just flooded with inquiries.
0: So yeah. It sounds that, like a business. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you I mean, should I teach like other that. landlords how to how to rent their house.
1: Yeah. So that that went like crazy viral. It's going to touch like 2 million views now. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. It's it's insane. So yeah, that's that's how we we we've realized the potential of uh, of Instagram and social media in general. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That is absolutely incredible. I mean, for me, it's understanding, you know, as a restaurant owner, I spent so much time, we opened in 2008 and back in 2008, if I wanted to hire someone, I would put an ad in the newspaper or I would go on Craigslist and I would try to hire a bartender or a manager or a server. And now, all I do is post on social media yeah. if yeah. we're hiring. I'll yeah. make a video on Absolutely. top of the roof of our restaurant and I'll say, you know, we're looking for this position, this is what we're yeah. offering, these are the kind of people that we're looking for. Yeah. And just the power of direct messages on Instagram, on LinkedIn, yeah. on Facebook because you never know who's watching and the yeah. people that are watching, yeah. they care and they know they you, they know you because they yeah. follow your content.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the that's the power of social media.
0: So we had a conversation on the way up here. I picked you up in Mission Valley. We drove up to Ramona, up here to Mama Ramona's. This is the, the pizza innovation capital of the world. Uh, can't wait to share what Andrew Simmons is doing. But we had a discussion about the difference between Instagram and LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, what is it going to take for you to start posting more of this original content that you're doing on Instagram onto LinkedIn, and how do you think of the two different platforms?
1: Yeah. So. A, glad we have this lovely conversation. I'm gonna start posting more on LinkedIn for sure because, uh, you know, uh, as a founder, of course, you have some time limitations. But I, I feel that uh, if you're anyway creating content, it you should leverage all the channels. So I'm gonna be uh, uh, definitely leveraging LinkedIn. It's just that there are like different facets to every social media. Be it Twitter, be it LinkedIn, be it uh, Instagram, uh, and Threads is of course a new yeah. upcoming uh, baby. So uh, so I mean, there are different facets to it. LinkedIn, uh, of course, I would want uh, uh, LinkedIn to, a, of course, talk more about uh, the beautiful technologies we are leveraging to empower the, the food service entrepreneurs. Uh, that's something which I definitely would want to talk about. But apart from that, anything which uh, sort of motivates people, which inspires people to, uh, to do big things in life, like telling stories of people who have accomplished uh, uh, a lot with minimal resources that's something uh, uh which i would definitely want to talk about more on linkedin so that people are are encouraged to do uh do amazing stuff in their lives but yeah i need to leverage linkedin more and i'm definitely gonna post more uh talking about new cool stuff cool people uh around me and just you know telling their stories to 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 a bigger audience.
0: And I think one of the cool things is, is that when you find success on one platform with content, like you did with that real estate video, yeah. that real estate video can become a case study video yeah. on LinkedIn, yeah. not just for people in the food technology sector, but yeah. for real estate people, for anybody yeah. that's an investor in real estate. Yeah. It's understanding the context within the platform. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely, there are nuances to each platform. You need to you need to understand, uh, uh, and respect the culture of that platform uh, because Twitter is very much like giving your strong opinions on a topic, right? Yes. That's that's what Twitter is all about. If you're just talking generic stuff, frankly, nobody cares <laughs> on Twitter. I mean, that's how that's how it works. And that's how it should be that if you are just following the herd, why would people follow you? Yes. Right? people follow people who have some opinions, original opinions, thoughts. original mm-hmm. thoughts, uh, which is very important uh, in the free world uh, in the democracies, both India and us are like one of the biggest democracies and everyone has their right to speak and put their viewpoint on any, um, any topic. Uh, right. So that's the beauty of Twitter. Beauty of Instagram is that, you know, you share your, uh, your personal lifestyle, what you actually, as a person are, uh, right. Uh, barring like your professional constraints, uh, you know, who are you as a person? So that's, that's the beauty of Instagram that you talk about, uh, day to day stuff, uh, it could either educate people, it could inspire people, or it could just give them like, like a laugh, right? If if I can, if someone is having a stressed, uh, stressed up day, and if they come back from work at 7 p.m. and they see some content, it brings a small smile on their face. Yes. I mean, I think it's a, it's a very nice feeling, right? If someone says that I'm loving your content, it makes my day. I think you can. I mean, as a content creator, there's nothing better. Uh, than that right uh, you would sh- surely agree to it so yeah that's 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 how I see it and and it LinkedIn of course is more of a professional uh, sort of frameworks people uh, love to talk uh, more uh, about their professional journeys uh, more about the products and cool stuff they're building, and of course, there's a lot of education. People can go there to uh, learn more about the fields in which they're building. Like especially for like a lot of AI stuff, uh, I see a lot of uh, artificial intelligence founders yeah. uh, posting a lot of uh, new stuff, uh, and they're educating people on a daily basis. So everyone is sort of doing their bit to uh, sort of uplift the entire community and make them sort of smarter happier every day. That's also the core promise of each platform. And I feel everyone has a different uh, tenet to it, but everyone is beautiful in their own way.
0: So when you, we have a lot of restaurant owners that listen to this show. We have a lot of small business owners. We have owners that have multiple locations. Yeah. What is Vush and what are you solving? The results are in National Restaurant Association show. Kyle and Sarah and myself, we were at the Davos sales tax booth and we were polling restaurant owners on the floor. This was a very unscientific poll, but the results are resounding. Restaurant owners do not like sales tax. Nobody likes sales tax. Doesn't matter what business owner you are, small business, big business, Davo automates the sales tax process. We are so grateful that Davo is the sponsor of this show. They automate sales tax, our Cali barbecue restaurants. It is. $50 $50 a month that integrates with all the major point of sale partners, including Toast. So if you want to sleep at night, if you want to not worry about sales tax, go to Davo, check them out, Davo Sales Tax. Uh let us know how they're helping automate your sales tax in your restaurant so that we can share your Davo story on digital hospitality.
1: Sure. Uh so, I'll, if you mind, can I give like slight background uh, please, as to how we absolutely. started? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, bring yeah. bring
0: us back. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, I'll I'll give give a brief, brief background. So, I, I come from a technology background. I started in engineering uh, back in India. It's uh, it's a school called IIT. It's like a not to boast. It's the best uh, <laughs> uh, the best uh, engineering
0: school uh, in India. Who's the so. competitor? <coughs> Oh no, we we don't compete. With anyone. <laughs> there is no competitor. No, we are like like the number elite. You're the Harvard. You're the Harvard. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. The admission rate at this is like 10x of Harvard. If Harvard takes like really, yeah, Harvard takes like uh, less than a percent. Ours is like 0.001 percent. Really? Yeah, yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know, we should put this out. No, on, we're putting that in. <laughs> do, we don't edit anything. <laughs> that was all anyway, just a joke. Anyway, yeah. we, li- we no, leave but This is, true. This this is a
0: circle of trust. Anybody that listens no, 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 to this is a circle yeah. of trust. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So yeah, I went, went to that engineering school and uh, post that I joined uh, uh, an oil field technology company called Schlumberger. Oil so field? Oil field technology okay. company called Schlumberger. So what, we do, what, what Schlumberger does is it provides technology services to the leading oil companies in the world. Okay. So we used to be, so Saudi Aramco in Saudi Arabia was our biggest client. So I was based out of, uh, started with Dubai, Abu Dhabi, and then I moved to Saudi Arabia. So I was there for close to two years. Uh, it was an incredible experience uh, how we were empowering uh, the oil companies, giving them access to a lot of data points, which they never had access to and which just sort of helped them uh, uh, gain more productivity. Sure. So that's that's where, you know, I realized uh, the the potential of technology. How can technology actually change uh uh the way businesses are done with something as fundamental as oil field technology which oil field which is sort of running the entire world right yes that that's that's where i i got access to working with some incredible uh business leaders uh, providing our technology solutions to them uh and and you know meanwhile the the startup story in india was was growing very fast uh, e-commerce was budding, uh, a lot of venture capitalists started to invest in India, and sort of uh, the hype to start a company was there in my friend circle as well. Uh, I won't say I was, I was not inspired by them. Um, so yeah, so I took a plunge uh, and I started- What year is this? Sorry? What year? Th- this is 2016. 2016, 2015. okay. 2015 and 16 starting. I came back to India uh, and I started my first uh, company called Tazo it was a scooter sharing network via the mobile app you can locate the nearest scooter and you can drop it off at the destination so it was a network of scooters uh, across the city of uh, hyderabad and bangalore okay so we we started like with with the first 5 scooters of our own we put it on the platform mm-hmm. and we started gaining traction you know slowly from like 50 users to 100 users we were at a point uh, where we had 150,000 active users really? uh, using our, wow. our our products uh, and our uh, our mobile application to sort of commute inside the city, uh, yeah. So we we uh, we ran it for close to a year and a half, and then we uh, exited it. Uh, it was a good uh, it was a good uh, uh, good story. I learned a lot. Uh, of course, there are a lot of issues when it comes to sort of operational uh, excellence. There were a lot of operations involved, but I mean that's that's. Uh, that's the that's the beauty of uh, of startups that, you know, there's a new challenge every day. Yep. And so, yeah, it was good. We raised a couple of rounds of venture capital, exited the company. And, you know, we and that's when I realized that, you know, how do you build for the end consumer? You have to think about the end consumer. How can you solve the pain points in, in their lives via technology on a day to day basis? Right. So that's when uh, my sort of uh, entrepreneurial journey started um and uh, you know suppose this 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 we um uh, i moved on from tazo uh, around 2017 end and that's when i started talking to uh, uh some of the best uh, uh startup founders uh, in india and abroad and i got in touch with the uh, uh with ritesh who is the founder of a uh, hospitality technology based hospitality chain called oyo so at that time, they were, they were growing really fast. They raised close to a billion dollars from SoftBank. Really? They were valued at around $5 billion. And wow. they were growing like immensely across the globe. So They were prevalent in India and Europe How at that point. How did you get in touch with them? I mean, you're friends of friends. You know. And they
0: introduced you? Yeah, yeah, I
1: got introduced by, a, by a someone, yeah. yeah, and I had a long meeting with uh, with uh, with him and the leadership for uh, career
0: advice or for no,
1: so so at the, at that point I was exploring uh, my next startup idea. Okay, like, what should I build next? Yeah, because I always had an had an itch to build uh, build something and and hospitality. At that point, I realized, and you know, uh, that's why I told that you know the backstory of Vush that I started studying hospitality sector uh, in detail, like both hotels and restaurants, mm-hmm. and I realized that. When it comes to technology, still, we are very, very behind. Yes. Like, because the primary reason is, and I respect that reason, that all the hospitality entrepreneurs are from the core hospitality background. Yep. They understand hospitality, like, in and out. They love it. They're passionate about it. They w- they know how to satisfy uh, an end consumer, uh, you know, who is coming to their premise. Yes. So that's something which they are, like, very competent in. But when it comes to sort of leveraging the new age technologies, I feel that uh, it has never been their primary focus. And that's when the industry is a bit lagging. When when I compare this, let's say, to a retail industry Mm -hmm. or let's say to an aviation industry or meat advertising as well. right? Any industry, uh, other industries are leveraging new cutting edge -edge technologies. at a much faster pace uh, you know than the hospitality space so that's where i felt that we have a very very big opportunity to empower this industry using technology and i started studying and started meeting a lot of entrepreneurs and of course oyo was was a technology enabled hotel chain yeah they partnered with small hotel owners and helped them access to help them uh, get access to the oyo brand and the oyo technology suite Right, so that's, that's where uh, I got introduced to the and, and you know, it was very funny that I was just talking about, you know, what are the interesting spaces, uh, you know, in, in the hospitality tech space and you know, the, the COO um, uh, of OYO at that point, point, he said that boss, we're going to start the China market. It's like a brand new market for us. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like a, like a new startup for you. So why not you just just come and uh, head the growth for us in China. So really? Think, yeah. So I thought, uh, uh, I said, let's just give me some time. Let me just think through it because this was something which was, I was not prepared for this. Sure. So I, yeah. So then uh, I thought about it because China is definitely uh, a black box for everyone, right? Yeah. Nobody knows and they're doing some incredible stuff. I mean, they were doing some incredible stuff. They're still doing it, but which we were all not aware of it. We all know, we all knew that something amazing is happening in China. But nobody actually went there to sort of uh, see it live, right? So I mm-hmm. thought that it's going to be a good opportunity. Uh, we we had a lot of cash for the China market, so sort of our our uh, hands were open to mm-hmm. to sort of experiment and you know learn the market. And yeah, that's when uh, so we were a group of four people landing in China wow. to start the Oyo brand in China, and then eventually we started. Uh, Building uh, uh, a phenomenal team in China as well, and the team size crossed uh, around 3,000 people in less than one year. Really? Yeah, and the business. Phenomenal growth. Yeah, and the business in China exceeded India in like less than eight, nine months. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So we, so we we grew massively. It was uh, an amazing opportunity. I learned like every day was uh, a new lesson in technology, a new lesson in people management, a new lesson in uh, of course hospitality. Yeah. So that that's where that's that's how I got uh, sort of uh, introduced to uh, hospitality and uh, uh, hospitality tech in general. And yeah, that that's even further furthered my uh, sort of notion that uh, a lot of scope is there to build a uh, uh, in the restaurant and food service tech space in general yeah so that that's that's that was my primary motivation to your question how I uh, came up and with how the idea. when did you
0: leave when did you leave China yeah
1: so so I, I left China uh, somewhere around uh, end of 2018 and then I moved to Southeast Asia so I spent close to uh, eight nine months expanding the business in southeast Asia uh, uh, for uh, for oyo Uh, and then post that I came back to India Uh, I joined uh, at that time there was uh, I had to come back to India there were some personal reasons and I wanted to uh, you know just 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 be back to the Bangalore startup community because that Mm -hmm. was also booming very fast Uh, uh, so I just wanted to uh, come back and you know uh, study more uh, research more and and of course I was uh, uh, consulting and working with another uh, ride sharing company there Uh, so I worked with them also um uh, to lead their growth and expansion. And of course, meanwhile, I was thinking about the next big, uh, uh, big sort of idea, which I should pursue primarily in, uh, in, uh, hospitality tech. So that, that's, that's how my brainstorming started for Boosh. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so, so in, um, end of 2020, early 2021, uh, we, we started building a product, uh, for virtual brands, uh, that if you are uh, a standalone uh, restaurant or a cloud kitchen, how can we give you access to uh, some really good performing brands uh, and access to technology to run those brands so that you can get an incremental uh, uh, uptake on uh, on what whatever you're making right now? Mm-hmm. So we we started with this model and uh, you know sort of fortune favored us. We got into the prestigious Y Combinator program as well. Which is based off. It's the biggest technology accelerator in the world. Uh, uh, They they take uh, (coughs) around 250 uh, startups every year, and they help them grow. They help them nurture. uh, They invest, of course, in them. Uh, So yeah, that's that's how I got uh, introduced to the Silicon Valley uh, sort of startup ecosystem. Uh, We we sort of incorporated our company in the US, uh, and and that's when we started building the the first version of the product, which was uh, about the virtual brands and getting access to. Uh, virtual brands and technology to run virtual brands uh, for a standalone um, restaurant cloud kitchen. Uh, the, this is sort of mid 2021, and we scaled scaled this product up. Uh, we were working with 150 uh, uh, standalone restaurants, mm-hmm. um, getting access to five plus brands. Uh, but what we realized eventually, and our broader broader vision at that point was to create value just via our products and technologies. But you know, once we were scaling this this up, we realized that. Uh, there are a lot of operations involved. And it's not just a pure play technology game. And our power was, uh, you know, our our strength was uh, building strong technology products. And that's when we did a slight pivot. Uh, We believed in the core idea of creating value uh, for these restaurant owners um, uh, on the digital platforms. But but we felt that. a bigger impact uh, could be brought once we build a, a solution, a SaaS solution, for restaurant chains who are operating multiple uh, locations to 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 sort of manage and grow their business on these platforms. Mm-hmm. Because that's because that you know just a little bit backstory. When we were running these 150 locations, yeah, we felt and we had a big technology team because at, at core we are a technology company. So we had like 10 plus engineers and data scientists working with us. And we realized that, you know, we have this prowess, we have these player, these, these, these technology uh, bandwidth, but not every other restaurant chain owner is having this technology bandwidth, right? Correct. They're not having access to this technology. Correct. And there's no no point building uh, a lot of this in-house, right? And we were struggling with, with, with a technology team of 10 people and data scientists because it's a mess out there. When you're running 150 locations yep. and you are doing business on every online platform, plus you have your own. Uh, sort of uh, distribution uh, channel as well for your brand, it becomes a mess out there because there are so many metrics. There, there is so much data coming in on a on a daily basis. It just gets practically impossible to manually run the show on these marketplaces uh, and sort of grow your business in a data-driven fashion. So that's where we identified and we talked to a thousand plus entrepreneurs across the globe. We talked to a lot of food entrepreneurs in Europe, in uh, Southeast Asia. I spent some time in, uh, uh, in Indonesia and Malaysia talking to like 100 plus uh, owners um, in these countries. Of course, uh, mm-hmm. I had a strong network in India. So I talked to some of the biggest chains uh, in India. And of course, I, I had a chat with a lot of uh, uh, entrepreneurs in the U.S. And everyone resonated with the problem statement uh, that, you know, we want these channels to grow. But we are just stuck. We don't know. It's a black box for us. Yes. We don't know. And especially when it's too much, uh, when it's, when the business grows and we have multiple locations, uh, managing this this data, getting hold of this data, taking actions on this data gets like, it's it's a mess. It's a black box and, you know only using technology you can beautifully solve for these problems and you know grow your business uh, on these marketplaces so that's when that's when we realized that it's a big problem yeah and since we ourselves face this problem while running like 150 uh, outlet chain we thought that uh, we should definitely democratize this product we should build a SaaS solution around this so that uh, all the food service entrepreneurs across the globe can use uh, our platform and can seamlessly grow their online business using like the latest cutting-edge technologies.
0: What do you see as the difference between digital hospitality in India versus what you're finding here in the United States market?
1: Yeah, so great question. So I believe the fundamentals remain the same. Fundamentals uh Uh, Of hospitality, the digital hospitality, how I see it is that the fundamentals of hospitality will always remain same, that you have to give the best experience to the customer. How do you reach there? I feel like the digital platforms are the way to go, right? That's that's how the future of hospitality is going to be defined, right? It has to be digital. It can't be physical. I mean, we are in the 21st century. So the way I feel uh, India market uh, and US markets uh, sort of uh, behave, in terms of adoption, I feel in the U.S. people are like uh, very much open to any form of new technology. They are open to uh, and they respect uh, uh, new age uh, SaaS companies trying to uh, you know get that get them more competent when it comes to technology and when it comes to sort of uh, upgrading their systems. When it comes to how they look at their data and take decisions, yes. so I feel that. Uh, uh, that openness is more uh, in the oh, U.S. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely wow. in the U.S. Compared to India and Southeast Asia for that matter. Uh, so I would say it's like Southeast Asia, India and the U.S. And China anyway is a black box. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, so that, that's how I feel that people are very much open uh, to invest in, in new technologies. They're very much open uh, to test the impact of new technologies. Uh, and yeah, they have been welcoming. I'm, I'm having a great time talking to uh, a lot of people uh, uh food uh, you know food chain founders these days and they're all uh they're all uh, open to at least experiment and see the value of our product that's that's something which i which i really love about the ecosystem it's a lovely ecosystem and i feel that uh yeah we 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 are gonna we're gonna gonna kill it we're gonna have like the new age of digital hospitality i feel is gonna
0: be defined in the us One of our one of our founding principles on this show and all the content that we do is that we learn through lessons and stories. And recently on LinkedIn, Andrew Simmons, whose restaurant is where we are now, posted about a dispute that he had on DoorDash. Um, He went into a detailed explanation and we're going to put a link to Andrew's uh, LinkedIn so that you guys can give him a follow Uh, as one of the best LinkedIn creators out there. But he said specifically about what Vush was building and what yeah. you were doing to help yeah. restaurant owners, not just single yeah. unit restaurant owners, but enterprise level restaurants with dispute resolution when it comes to Uber Eats, DoorDash, Grubhub. Can you talk about the product that you guys launched?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I'll just give a very, very slight background as well to this product specifically for disputes and reviews, right? So, what, so the entire, I feel digital hospitality has, uh, uh, has been disrupted post COVID. So, if you see pre-COVID, the off-premise uh, uh, percentage was lying somewhere around eight to nine percent, but now, on an average, holistically, that number has shortened up to around seventeen to eighteen percent, right? So really? It's a huge jump. Yeah, it's almost two X now. And but and, and and with and this is like a overall holistic uh, blanket. But if yeah. you talk about like good performing brands, the, some of the brands I've I've talked to, their number is as high as thirty percent as
0: well. of what? 30% of the total revenue is coming from off-prem. Yes, got it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I I agree. That makes sense. Yeah, so the number number have have gone 4X. Yeah, 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 for sure.
1: Number have gone 4X, but having said that, the overall capability of the brands and these marketplaces to handle that high share of revenue has not gone up. Their incremental effort to manage that business is more or less zero. It's, It's a similar effort which is going on to manage those channels, but the... The share of 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 revenue has shortened up, has shot up like significantly, right? Yes. So that's that's and, and we can't blame the marketplaces because marketplaces inherently are designed to serve the end consumer. They are yes. like customer first, correct? They would build any new feature just to cater the consumer, right? Correct. They are not. I mean, nothing against them, but they are not focusing a lot to serve or cater the needs of a restaurant owner. And correct. everyone agrees with that, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yep. For most of them, it's a complete black box. Beat yep. your advertising on these platforms be it your ratings and reviews be it your sort of cataloging and pricing or as I said being be the disputes. Right, so that's yep. where we realize that it's a very very big gap that you know the market share has gone up but I mean people are getting so many orders but they are just confused and they, they don't know how to grow uh, the business on these uh, channels and how to cut costs right how to because we all know that it's a very very less profit margin business right people yes. have to have to go that extra mile to earn that extra profit and you can't just let that profit go away uh in the disputed orders right and there are so many on an average there are five percent orders which are disputed imagine like someone who is doing Let's say hundred thousand orders a month. Five thousand orders are just stuck. You're not getting money, right? So that's where that's where we realize it's a very very big problem. Huge problem. It's a huge problem, and solving it manually again is a very very big pain, right? You need <laughs> imagine there are like five thousand orders. It's not Amazon. Need, can, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you can, literally need five people just yes. sitting there, and then it won't justify your your profits, right? Correct. So that's when we felt that, and, and that's 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 the power of technology. It's the power of cutting edge technology like artificial intelligence, you know, which uh, which we incorporated. So now you just choose for the Woosh uh, sort of dispute manager, and we will automatically handle all your disputes for you. It's unbelievable. We will, we will take care of the communication you have to do with the, uh, with the marketplaces. We will understand the profile of the customer. We will understand the nature of the complaint. And we will file for uh, a dispute uh, representing you uh, as a brand. And we have seen uh, uh, early days, but we have seen somewhere north of 75% as our success rate in resolving those disputes of course we are learning each day and we have also incorporated a machine learning algorithm which learns every day as Amazing. to how you can solve for the disputes uh, better so every day our systems are are getting better so it's just completely uh uh sort of manless uh uh product in which you just opt in for uh, our dispute manager and we just uh, uh handle it uh using uh using ai
0: So I was talking to uh, Christopher Munns from your team, and he was telling me about the product and going into detail. And I told him an analogy that, you know, when we used to run fight night um, at our restaurant where we'd have a boxing match or a UFC match, and I would pay all this money in licensing so that we could fill up the restaurant. You fill up the restaurant, but you want to keep the place safe. And in order to keep the place safe, you have to keep rowdy people out. So I would actually have to hire a physical bouncer or a security guard. Yeah. And what VUSH has done is it's a digital security guard for yeah. the restaurant owner. Yeah. Because now the restaurant owner doesn't have to go and spend all that time yeah. fighting with the third party deliveries. Yeah you are going to yeah. automate that process yeah, yeah. to allow us to go and run our business. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. That's, that's a very innovative way to put it up. Uh, I love it,
0: Sean. And I think I'm going to use this you line. You use it. I'm going <laughs> to use a digital it. Yeah. I hope
1: it's not a patent for you. No, I can use it. <laughs> yeah, no, no.
0: everything we create, it's all shareable. If, yeah. we, if we don't, if we don't do anything good, then we can't yeah. share it. Um, yeah, yeah. So
1: I love this way. Uh, so that we are sort of automating a lot of stuff for which you might have needed, uh, sort of like a manual bandwidth. And we don't want, and as I said, right, we respect the fact that most of the entrepreneurs in the space are from the hospitality background. And we want them to make the best food. We want them to just satisfy the customer the way they have been doing it traditionally and leave the rest of the stuff to us, right? Leave leave everything related to implementation of technology, your decision, intelligent decision making, how you run your business, on the online channels, just just leave it uh, to us. Uh, if you can just focus on creating good food, rest all. I feel uh, with Vush, you can just just grow
0: your business multifolds. So as you build Vush in the United States and globally, you're going to be participating. You're going to be leaving here, going to FS Tech, yeah. which is one of the biggest technology food service technology conferences yeah. um, that happen throughout the year. Yeah. I know you have a team there, you're gonna be setting up, you're gonna be doing the food crawl with Rev and with uh, Zach Oates, who are all friends of the show. We've had them on all of our shows, we create content together. But can you talk a little bit about the idea of the digital storytelling that you and I shared on the way over here, and how can you help the team so that you can make a bigger impact? Because it's hard. I I mean, I work with lots of different brands and they have different sizes of teams. But social media isn't someone else's job. It's our yeah, job.
1: absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so, you know, I, I I just want to take a, in short, I feel that, you know, you need to just not talk about salesy stuff. You just, not, <laughs> Thank you, you. you don't need to just talk about- <laughs> Stop the, selling all the time. Yeah, <laughs> stop selling all the time. And you just need don't need to talk about like the the end finished product, right? You yes. need to talk about the nuances. The process. Right? The process, the nuances. Yes. And that's where the story lies, right? I'm sure that all, all of the, like you just pick up any any random uh, food service entrepreneur or any random technology founder who's building in this space, they have a unique story. Correct. No two founders or no two food service entrepreneurs have seen a similar journey, right? People would be doing, I mean, and I was so much inspired mm-hmm. by, by the journey of Andrew, right? That he's Living in this part of the town, but he's
0: connecting connected like to it's, all to all the folks in the industry, right? It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Andrew's story is like hanging so on, waiting
0: for his next post. Yeah, exactly. They want to know the post, and yeah. they want to know did they do good or did they not do good? Absolutely, because he's <laughs> going to just tell it honestly. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I'm going to hold yeah. these people accountable, and I have a yeah. voice. Your exactly. voice matters. Exactly. So everyone has
1: a story, and yeah. and the story is not the final finished product, which is like their stall at at a FS Tech conference. Their story is that how did they they reach there, right? Yes. What was the what was the struggle to reach there, right? Maybe today, Toast is having 90,000 restaurants, yes. but at
0: one point, they started with just one damn at restaurant. At one point, it was Steve, Fredette, yeah. Amon, and they were sitting in yeah. a basement, Absolutely. literally building a company that exactly. is now a publicly traded exactly. company.
1: Exactly, and imagine that at that time, if they had the power of uh, Imagine build, if they took public, videos. Imagine yeah, if they had videos yeah, imagine, of what they imagine, were building. Imagine if they had yeah, yeah put their stories or put their uh, you know small nuances. Yes, They could have inspired a new generation of entrepreneurs, right? That that's the power of story- storytelling. So I believe that it should be nuanced. It should not be uh, fake or salesy. It should yes. be genuine, as genuine as it gets. Uh, and that's where uh, you can connect emotionally uh, with more and more people. And you can, uh, you can sort of impact uh, more lives. What we say
0: is be the show, not the commercial. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a nice way to-,
0: to If you document do the journey, then you're not selling. Yeah. You're showing. Yeah, And showing versus telling allows people to find out all different aspects of who you are, all different yeah. aspects of who your team are. Why do we wake up? What inspires you on a daily basis to wake up? What pulls you yeah. out of bed? Because I don't worry about uh, on entrepreneurs and business owners. We all know what keeps us up at night. Yeah. I don't care about what keeps us up at night because yeah. that seems to be the same. But yeah. I want to know what pulls you out of bed in the morning.
1: Uh, I feel uh, that... How much impact can I? How much impact can I create uh, in this world? Uh, you know, during the entire day. So, whatever we are building, uh, is it positively impacting uh, the people for whom we are building? Or even if you are creating a piece of content, right? Is it? How is it impacting? Like, even if it's impacting ten people, it's a win. It doesn't matter. But it should positively impact uh, the people around you. It Should positively impact the businesses around you. I, I feel that's, that's my primary goal whenever I wake up, that whatever we are doing, is it helping someone in some, in some way, yeah.
0: I love that. Um, every single week on Wednesday and on Friday on the social audio app Clubhouse, you, the listener, you, the viewer can join us. It's a chance to be on, it's essentially a podcast. So if you've never been on a podcast, it's a virtual stage. You can come on stage, meet with digital hospitality leaders from all over the globe. If you're in sales marketing, if you're a content creator, if you're in technology, this is a place where People that are playing the game within the game can come. Uh, We welcome you. Andrew's been on stage with us many times. Andrew owns Mama Ramona's. Uh, We have so many different people. I hope you join us. Um, Absolutely, I'll invite you uh, to come on stage, but please join us. This week's social shout out, we do that every week, goes to Christopher Munns. Christopher, I don't know how you found me. Some of the craziest things that I post on the internet finds allows me to connect with great people. Um, because you found my content, I'm now sitting with Priam. Um, yeah. I can't wait to continue to see where Vush, the story gets, keep getting built, building in public. Um, follow him on Instagram. I need you to give Let me a d- shout out. One person. One person. Uh, One person. Shout out. Uh, uh, and why? Okay. And I already took Chris, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you took my name, man. Uh, <laughs> Uh, one sec. Um,
1: one sec, one sec, one sec. I mean, there are too many. Uh, can I, can I name Andrew? Uh, no, Andrew. You can say Andrew. Yeah. So I think, uh, since I'm with Andrew and he's shown me around, uh, the lovely automation technologies he's been building. So I feel, and I got inspired, uh, uh, looking at Andrew, how he is, uh, automating the, the entire, uh, cycle of, of, uh, of pizza and so yeah that's that's something which uh, i always uh, admire someone utilizing technology and sort of reaching the maxima of uh, of efficiency so that's that's lovely uh, so yeah my shout
0: out to Andrews. So this, for those that are watching on YouTube, these are microgreens. And Andrew is showing us the revenue model as a restaurant owner, literally a quarter of a million dollars additional revenue because he's willing to do things that other people are unwilling to do. The community needs it. His customers have asked for it. Local businesses have asked for it. (laughs) And uh, you can follow Andrew and his journey because he's willing to do things that are different, unique. Absolutely. And we all have to do that. That's why we, that's why we Absolutely. host the show. So if you guys want to connect with me, it's at Sean P. Walchef, S-H-A-W-N-P-W-A-L-C-H-E-F. That's all the platforms. Uh, mm-hmm. But send me a message on Instagram. Join us on Clubhouse. And how can people connect with you, Priam?
1: Yeah, so on LinkedIn, my name is Priyam Saraswath. My handle is Priyam Saraswath, and you can it's just, about, he's
0: about to get real loud on LinkedIn.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go all in, all in, <laughs> all LinkedIn. in on LinkedIn. Uh, that's uh, my company is Vush. Uh, it's uh, the name is is Vush. Uh, You can follow Vush. Uh, we're gonna post more uh, industry specific uh, content that how as a restaurant owner uh, you can leverage the platforms. Uh, right, so we're gonna talk openly about that. So just just to help the restaurants manage their online business better. And of course, on Instagram, it's uh, Priyam Saraswar. So they can just come follow and, you know, watch some interesting
0: content. I appreciate that. And as yeah. always, stay curious, get involved. Don't be afraid to ask for help. And uh, we will catch you guys next week. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much, Sean, for having me. It was lovely.